0: This podcast is a Majestic Giraffe production. For more information and more content, visit MajesticGiraffe.com. But I was going to Toshi's station to pick up some power converters. are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Tashi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarky's podcast in the Star Wars and geek
1: culture, Brian and Nancy. Outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Chot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co host and wife, Nancy. Hi. On today's episode, we're talking about Battlefront with our good friend, Tom. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show.
2: Welcome back to the show, Tom.
0: Hello. Thanks for having me again.
2: Are you playing Battlefront right now?
0: I am. i actually am i am playing battlefront while i sit here chatting with you guys soon to be talking about battlefront
2: nice it's very meta
1: see i would be doing that too if uh, the podcast studio wasn't in a completely different room
2: you need to fix you need to fix that obviously well
1: clearly i need a second xbox and a tv right on that wall
2: Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) cosign
1: we can make that happen right
2: uh sure Get some more money.
1: <laughs> that can be arranged. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link at Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can support the show yourself.
2: And we're also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry. Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast. And
1: have you seen how much Her Universe stuff has just released?
2: I have actually seen how much Her Universe stuff has been released. (laughs) I've not purchased any of it yet because I have carefully perused all these stores at Disney World um, and need to go back to do a return trip and... uh, alerted certain people as to what items I would like for an upcoming gift-giving holiday.
0: Have you also alerted banks? Have I what? Have you also alerted your credit card companies and banks <laughs> about being impending <laughs> Large charges?
2: Yes.
1: Yes, these are all perfectly legitimate charges.
2: I'm, I'm actually surprised we didn't get some sort of spike when we uh, bought our Force Awakens tickets because we bought these special... This after party thing at Disney, so uh, yeah, we were <laughs> spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> oh well, worth it.
1: Totally worth it. All right. But, yeah,
2: there's a ton of stuff, and uh, some of the stuff is like the BB-8 dress is at Think Geek, it's at Her Universe, and it's at Disney Park, so. Can pretty much find it anywhere, and there's so much stuff it can't keep up with it. It's ridiculous. You're gonna have to
1: give me a prioritized list.
2: I there's too much stuff to get everything. I never thought I would see this day.
1: It's a glorious time to be alive, is
2: a, and there's a freaking adorable stormtrooper skirt. I want it.
1: <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to what's new on the blog, Nancy. What do we got?
2: Uh, we have uh, Rebels reviews. Uh, we had. Three of them since the last time we podcast. Uh, Brian, you reviewed Brothers of the Broken Horn, which was the return of Hondo Onaka, which was awesome.
1: So many great (laughs) one-liners.
2: Yes. (laughs) They were all so good. Uh, Then uh, I reviewed Wings of the Master, which was the amazing, awesome, my new favorite episode of Rebels in which Hera flew the B-Wing. Um, and I don't need to explain why it was my favorite episode other than saying Hera flew the B-Wing. And then finally, uh, Bria reviewed the last episode from last night, uh, Blood Sisters. And she also wrote about why Katooni should be in Rebels, thanks to the episode with Hondo.
1: Because of course she should be.
2: Tom, what is your opinion opinion of the last few episodes of Rebels?
0: Oh, I mean, I've adored where the show season ever since, you know, premiere kind of got it moving. Um, I mean, I enjoyed all the epi- the episodes finding and then getting Rex, but really the show, I think got its momentum. Once that episode, uh, our had, had crew was sort of back out performing missions. I love wings of the master. Uh, Quarry is my new favorite character basically <laughs> ever. He is amazing for so many reasons. The least of which is the fact that his name is Corey. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, his, his character was great. Uh, I loved it. I, I want to see him in every episode. Um, and last night's episode was similarly fun. It uh, emphasized that really a chopper should everything. Um, <laughs> he might not be the most efficient leader. He probably won't be the safest leader, but they're definitely going to get the job done. This uh, rate is much higher, I think, than else's, and he's infinitely competent, if not a little overly destructive. Um, also, so the way that he went for StarWars.com makes me think that he's, you know, he's a, a communicative and, and social. So really, Chopper should be in charge of everything.
1: <laughs> hey, Tom, real quick, I'm going to uh, drop you out of the call and bring you back in because we're having a little bit of a uh, Skype Shenanigans, so one moment. Boo,
2: Skype. Fire when
0: Boo, Skype. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: oh, so the, fun, the joys of
1: uh, podcasting with Skype.
2: <laughs> Sucks.
1: Stupid Skype. Skype is
2: lame. Beep. As we wait. I could talk about what's new on the blog. Yeah, what else
1: is new on the blog?
2: Uh, we got a bunch of comic reviews, as per usual. Uh, pre-reviewed Chewbacca number three. Ah, oh, there we
1: go. Welcome back, Tom.
2: Thank you. So, pre-reviewed uh, Chewbacca number three, Darth Vader number 12, uh, Star Wars number 12, Kanan number eight, and the first issue of Vader Down. Uh, so, we got a bunch of comic reviews. This is what happens when we don't podcast for two weeks. I'm very, very sorry. It's my fault. You can blame me. Um, and, uh... F- We have our new writer, Saf, who is awesome, was at PAX Australia, and she interviewed uh, William Pellin from the Hollow Knight game. And finally, our uh, official Lego correspondent, I guess we can call him, Matthew Bowers, uh, previewed the 2016 Lego Star Wars sets. So if you are a Lego fan, go check that out. I'm sure you'll want to, you know, spend a ton of money. Oh my
1: at some point i've got to put together that x-wing i've got there
2: yeah you do the one that uh you got for your birthday
1: yes by from a very nice person
2: yeah i wonder who bought you that
1: <laughs> all right i
2: did not buy it for you just so i could also help put you it had together.
1: ulterior motives all what? right what's new on the blog nancy what have you been up to
2: that's not what's new in the blog it's fixer's flash fixer's flash what's new on the blog <laughs> Uh, um is i've been writing my brain is mushy i cannot word um i is there anything else going on right now because i don't know i've been writing all the time
1: you're you beat nano
2: i did yesterday i'm now hold on what's my what's my current word count you go to the nano site 51,821 words.
1: And that's just what you've done this month. How far in you are uh, you on the manuscript? Uh,
2: 56,049 words.
1: Not bad.
2: Yeah. That is impressive. Thank you. I, yeah, I want to be done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so nothing uh, other than nano for you?
2: I mean, not really. That's why we haven't podcasted regularly. I apologize. I want to get this done. I have a deadline. I mean, I I want to be done before December because I have other stuff, book stuff I want to I want to finish the last book I wrote and get that all polished and ready to go.
1: That and I hear this is there's this movie coming out in December. Yes, well
2: that's what I'm saying. That's my deadline is I want to have this draft done. This first draft done. And then I want to have the uh second the book my last book polished, polished up and ready to query yes after well, before force awakens comes out i basically don't want to have anything lingering over my head once force awakens comes y- out. you
1: want a single task on the force awakens yes, when that comes. because i'm gonna out.
2: have to see the movie a bunch of times and then i'm gonna have to write about the movie because i'll probably want to write a crap ton of columns about it and podcasts about it and then I'm also going to end up writing Vic because let's be real here. <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves.
1: Hey, it's you.
2: It. I mean, we. I know what happens.
1: <laughs> As for me, it's video games: Fallout 4 and Battlefront, and then more Fallout 4, and then more Battlefront, and then a bit more Fallout 4 and Battlefront for good measure.
2: You also got FIFA.
1: I did get FIFA. I think we which got preempted by Fallout 4 and Battlefront. Aww.
2: I've been watching you play while I've been writing. It's fun, I guess.
1: You should play some Battlefront.
2: I would be terrible at Battlefront. I don't think you understand. But they're capable space ladies. Yes, and I would kill them all. Because <laughs> I'm really bad. You could at
1: play as Leia. Yeah. How about you, Tom? <laughs> um,
0: lots of Battlefront. Uh, lots of Halo. Uh, held off on Fallout For because of how much going on, and I really want to be able to enjoy that. So that'll be my like post-holiday game, Mm -hmm. and then uh, actually getting ready for our awesome, soon-to-be fun uh, tabletop podcast, um, Mm -hmm. which is now I think we're called Dyson Droids.
1: Yes, of that's official. Dyson Droids. That's going to be what we run with for the for the name.
0: Nice. Yes. So I've been prepping like crazy for that, and uh, yeah, that's that's. And there's this thing called the... Floor.
1: Yeah, yeah, something like um, that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like background. Background noise.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're launching that podcast. We're recording our uh, introductory episode zero uh, tomorrow. And our players for that will be myself and Nancy. We've got uh, Saf and Cho from the blog. We've got Jay and Rocky from 1138 joining us as well. And uh, as you know... Tom will be our uh, very capable and esteemed game manager.
2: Yay. I thought we That's no, going to be fun. I thought we were in a uh, a civil war with 1138. What are we doing letting them on our show?
1: <laughs> Having competing parties with them?
2: Oh, true. <laughs> so
1: yes, tune in for that we'll have some more information soon. Uh Deek's Dirt News from around fandom.
2: Well, uh, there isn't a lot of non The Force Awakens news, uh, so just get used to that for the next several podcasts. But um, we did get very sad news is that we uh, are not getting Star Wars Weekends next year uh, because of construction around Hollywood Studios starting in January. They are not going to be able to hold the event next year. Uh, There's no word on if it will come back later on. Um, I can't imagine that they would want to bring it back because it is very popular and it brings them a lot of money. Um, But uh, there are a whole bunch of new experiences coming to Hollywood Studios.
1: One of which we experienced on Monday.
2: Yes, and also uh, the Disneyland Season of the Force event is currently going on right now. So yeah, I guess we can talk about that. We went to Jakku.
1: We, we, we did go to Jakku. I, I
2: stopped writing long enough to go, take a jaunt draw- to Jakku. Uh, when you live in Orlando and have a Disney World annual pass, you can do things like stop by Hollywood Studios on your way home from work and go ride Star Tours because they just released the new module, and it was awesome.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know how much we want to say at risk of spoilers, but it was absolutely delightful.
2: Yep. There's, a, there's an appearance by uh, actors from the movie. Let's just put it that way. And uh, the, so the first, if you go to, on Star Tours anytime in the next several months, you'll be seeing the Jakku module uh, and a new um, hologram. And then the last one is the whole, like, you know, roll the dice thing. And, and then eventually they'll put Jakku back in the rotation but i was we were talking that it's going to be really annoying because usually once you come out of hyperspace you can tell what planet you've gotten by the way the planet looks so like we come out and there's a white planet and we cheer because hoth is our favorite planet to get uh but the problem is is that jakku and tatooine are both opening planets and they're both going to look exactly the same when you come out of hyperspace
1: (laughs) So one is going to be Jack who, and the other is going to be a pod race. More pod racing,
2: (laughs) and I mean it's fun, but I've done it a whole bunch of times. So yeah, it's really cool, Uh, and I'm super excited. And everyone in the ride like cheered and was really excited. That was no new movie stuff. So yeah.
1: And that brings us to Big's bullshit, and I hope you're ready for uh, Force Awakens TV (laughs) spots.
2: Um, I have to change the show notes right now because oh I wrote, right. I wrote this before we got the last one yesterday. Uh, there are four new TV spots, four of them. That's a lot. Uh, there's in
1: addition to the one we talked about last time we got together.
2: Yeah, well that was the, that was the uh, Japanese trailer. That wasn't a tease. That wasn't the commercial. Ah, yeah. But uh, see, so yeah. So there's there's four different ones. Uh, the one that just came out yesterday focused on Finn and had a really hilarious exchange between him and Han Solo. Uh, Han asked, "You sure you're ready for this?" And Finn replied, "Hell no." <laughs> which prompted John Boyega to tweet today, "Hell no." <laughs> uh, Such a good line. Yeah. Uh, we learned more about Maz Kanata's eyes. She's lived long enough to see the eye, same eyes in different people. Uh, we saw some cool uh, stormtrooper weapons. We saw Ray and Finn flying the Falcon. What else did we see? Help me out here.
1: Poe Dameron saying, we got company.
2: Actually, that was from the behind-the-scenes feature. Right, scenes that was a behind-the-scenes feature. Yes. Uh, what else? A lot of different shots. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to watch. And
1: we still don't have context
2: for anything. No, we don't.
1: I don't know anything more now than I did (laughs) months ago.
2: I'm still waiting for a um, Poe TV spot. Hopefully we will get one soon.
1: A a Poe TV spot would be good.
2: Yes. Um, So there's also uh, the -the behind-the-scenes footage that was on uh, Girl Meets World, of all shows, because you know cross-promotion. Um, and they showed some stuff from, like, they showed a wing fighter and the cockpit of the Falcon and then some, you know, clips from the movie. And so we got our first shot of General Hux. Uh, and then we also got a uh, shot of Poe Dameron.
1: Randomly, Annie Stoll is call- calling in.
2: Oh, okay, cool. So
1: we're going to add Annie Stoll to the call.
2: Sounds good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, hello, Annie Stoll. What's
2: up? Hey, how's it going? How are you? Good. I, uh, have a number, but hope you're well. <laughs> What's going on?
1: Uh, I didn't know we were having Annie on tonight. <laughs>
2: either i'm sorry guys i was trying to call a different brian but i'm gonna go and i hope you have an awesome time
1: <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen annie stole cameo
2: appearance <laughs> that was funny you never know what's gonna happen in Tashi station radio
1: uh-oh that call paused tom oh no <whistles> <laughs> Sorry about that. We had a, an Annie Stoll call us by mistake, thinking that I was another Brian. <laughs> Aww. We should oh, well, have invited nice her to stay with
2: know. us. <laughs> uh, okay, Um. so what else? Yes. Uh. So yeah, Poe Dameron's got company, and Hux is firing. First time we've heard those two characters talk. I'm glad, because I want to hear them talk more. And finally, in the Force Awakens news, we got uh, Star Wars was a cover story of the latest Entertainment Weekly. Um, And there's a whole bunch of articles. There's a really nice feature on Harrison Ford. And um, there's a big photo gallery. And then I think the biggest thing that revealed for me was that Rey's been on Jakku since she was five. Jeez.
1: So, if Ray is Han and Leia's kid, this continues the tradition of Han and Leia being <laughs> terrible parrots. Well, I mean,
2: it's a
1: long-established Legends tradition. I mean,
2: they needed to protect her, maybe, apparently.
1: Oh, uh, one more thing. The Wired Gallery today.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Which showed off a bunch of props from the films.
2: Yes, that was very cool. I liked the... Uh, the guns.
1: I love that super worn uh, rebellion era starfighter helmet.
2: No, you do? Really?
1: I know. I am nothing if not predictable.
2: I'm really surprising. Surpri- <laughs> I'm, I'm really surprised.
1: Utterly.
0: Utterly surprising, Brian.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, g- anything in that gallery catch your eye, Tom?
0: Um, You know, I didn't actually get a chance to look at it. I was a little busy today, um, but I did see another photo that had cropped up online some pictures of just like the costumes in storage during the uh, like on the set. Oh
1: yeah, the uh, Stormtrooper uh lineup. Yeah,
0: just like the room of Stormtrooper armor um was pretty awesome. Um and I would I would settle for having that like in my house somewhere.
1: Um, I I want a Stormtrooper room. armory in my house.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh speaking of Stormtrooper armory, actually I did get to go to the opening of the costume exhibit which is now in New York City in Times Square and one of the rooms in there is like sort of like that the 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 uh, suits are all assembled and you can literally walk right up to and next to quite a few stormtrooper uh, uniforms and helmets um, and if you were taller though i don't know if they actually allow you to do this you your head would actually like go into one of the helmets though so i'm very short um, too short to be a stormtrooper as it were um, so <laughs> it doesn't work for me yeah we saw uh, that but,
2: yeah. th- we saw that when we- it was in seattle and uh it was really yeah. awesome so but we i want to go back because i hear there's more stuff now
0: Yeah, it just opened in New York, and the nice thing about it when they bring it somewhere is it's—I believe it's running in New York until, like, next September, so um, there's plenty of time for people to come see it uh, if you, uh, you know, don't immediately have time because you're otherwise occupied.
1: So clearly this means you and I need to schedule a spring trip out to New York.
2: Yep. Agreed.
1: Oh, darn. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us into Cammy's Concerns, where we're talking about Battlefront, in which uh, Nancy is probably going to just mute her mic for a bit and just nod along while she works on her manuscript.
2: Yep. I'm going to write while you guys talk about Pew Pew. Yeah. Because <laughs> I will be... I will say, though, that uh, it looks very fun. I would be terrible at it, which is why I don't play, but... Uh, It was fun watching Brian smash into things on a speeder bike and uh, kill Vader and Palpatine as Luke Skywalker. That was awesome. And with that,
1: that is sadly the best moment I've had in (laughs) Battlefront
2: so far. I mean, that's a
1: a really good moment, though. It was was a a really good moment. I I killed Vader and Palpatine in the span of 38 seconds. You
2: did. It was awesome. And Palpatine is really OP. I'm sorry. Like, it's not fair. He can just go around lightning people.
1: Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, dead. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just adding one more note from the audience here. Favorite game of oh, sure. All right, so overall thoughts on Battlefront. Uh, Tom, what, you've had a little more time with the game than I have, so what, what are you thinking so far?
0: Uh, my overall thought is that Everything that they promised from the beginning, from that very first trailer that we saw back at Celebration through, you know, last week when they had that sort of final live action, uh, uh, the the final TV commercial that had Anna Kendrick in it, like everything that they have sort of promised along the way, they were able to deliver on. It is the most immersive video game experience for Star Wars I've ever had. And um, the biggest part of that comes How like you know pretty much photorealistic and and gorgeous the game looks and the game sounds and the game sort of feels in playing it from moment to moment it really does feel like you're playing moments from the movie that you've literally just like inserted yourself into the Battle of Hoth and the actual Battle of Hoth from the movie and you're just playing out the scenes um rather than just playing like a discrete sort of like sandbox video game mode that just happens to look like Hoth, they really captured that from top to bottom um that's the biggest thing that i walk away from every time i play it which includes right at this moment um (laughs) uh so that's sort of like the biggest takeaway that i have thus far having i probably played about 12 i guess probably like 12 total hours on it at the moment um the nice thing about being an xbox one owner was they gave uh through the ea access program we kind of got a little uh you got access to the game last thursday as opposed to uh uh, or two thursdays ago as opposed to just last tuesday so i've had a few extra hours to tinker around with it what about you
1: yeah, uh so like you said on the immersion front um i i, I played a bit of it before uh, i teamed up with you yesterday and i had a good time with it but then you brought me into the Endor speeder bike training mission yeah put myself in first person <laughs> and i'm thinking to myself oh my god this is star wars this is amazing it's like i'm right in the film and i've played every Star Wars game under the sun and I'd never had an experience like that before it was just incredible
0: yeah that that particular mode which really just encompasses one mission during in the under the training session if anyone's playing the game and is like wait where is this uh if you go into the training missions which is a great way to kind of get your the basic mechanics of the game under you there's a mode or a mission on Endor where you drive uh the speeders through the forest um, and it's amazing. And yes, like you said, Brian, you have to play it in first-person mode. I know that the game allows you choice, and I know that a lot of people are like, "No, Battlefront for me is a third-person game." This is the one time you want to turn on first-person mode and just sort of experience rushing through the trees and inevitably crashing into a tree.
1: Oh yeah, I died like seven times, <laughs> it, but it was still amazing.
0: Yeah, it's it's beyond brilliant, and it's just it's one of those things we've never seen a video game be able to deliver on, um, as it as it speaks to Star Wars.
2: I'm popping in to say that one of my favorite things to see is <laughs> killed by yourself.
1: <laughs> that happened a lot to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like you said, just zooming through those trees, it's like you're looking at that straight ahead shot in Jedi, where the camera is mounted and just looking forward on the speeder bike and just racing through the trees. And it's, it's just fulfilling the dream of being in star wars just in that moment it i i couldn't believe it but uh, the other thing i've really been enjoying is the fighter squadron mode just because and this is obvious to anyone who's listened i love fly i love x-wings <laughs> being an x-wing pilot is oh so satisfying
0: uh yes it is being any of the pilots is amazing i know that you know the mode wasn't originally announced, and then it was one of those later reveals that I think everyone got jazzed. Um, but it it is it might be my most favorite mode, and you and I talked about this yesterday. I think it is currently my I have, you know, I have ten minutes to play Battlefront. You know, or I've got a fifteen minutes to you know that I want to play a video game. I don't really have a lot of time for something, you know, really long or whatever. I just I just want fifteen minutes of relaxation to play video games. That's my go-to video game mode for anything right now. It's just jump into fighter squadron and play a mission or two. Um mostly because it's kind of succinct, but it's it's just like the 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 this like instant gratification of being behind an X wing or a tie interceptor or something and then diving into those dogfights um, is just it's just perfect. Yeah, it's it's uh,
1: super quick and immersive. It's the it's the best way to kill fifteen minutes in the game.
0: Yeah, and the controls for it, you know, they take you know they take a little bit of practice to get used to, but they're. You know They're pretty pick up and play. They've got a couple of like maneuvers that you can use so you can sort of get away from people. But it's not like this super deep, super like simulation-type flying experience where there's a massive learning curve. Um, and I know some people maybe really want that kind of like intense flight experience, and maybe at some point down the road we'll get that. But I think for trying to both capture the immersion and also let you get into the game at a relatively sort of easy pace, it's a really great balance um, of... I don't want to I hate using the word casual in any in any form. So I don't want to use the word casual but it's sort of uh, like really intuitive control
1: versus uh, like yeah, super I, complex well, and deep. I wouldn't say casual I'd say it's supremely accessible.
0: Yeah, accessible that's that's the best word for it. Um, which is wonderful.
1: Because there's a lot of enjoyment to be had, uh, whether or not you're a super experienced game or gamer or uh, someone picking up a game like Battlefront for the first time, you can pick it up and you can go and you can have fun with it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, which actually it speaks to then like people like Nancy, who you'd say, "Oh, well, I'd be terrible at this game." Well, first of all, if you're bad, that doesn't matter. I mean, as long as you're having fun, if being bad at a game, it's to the point that you're not having fun, then that's one thing. But the game is accessible enough that people who don't play a lot of video games, don't play video games at all, could have a similarly enjoyable experience because you don't have this massive learning curve that you do in some other games. And the gameplay is not You know, some of the modes it is, but for the most part, it's not like super twitchy and super so fast paced that you're going to immediately get overwhelmed by it. Um, So it's and that mode in particular is a great, I think, introductory mode for people who don't play a lot of video games, but want to experience like this amazing, uh, this amazing game.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I really think Nancy, I'll con you into turning your mic Mm back on that you would actually enjoy the fighter squadron mode.
2: I would. I'd. I'd probably end up crashing though a bunch of times.
1: It's actually pretty easy because uh, essentially one thumbstick controls your speed, mm-hmm. and the other thumbstick controls which direction you're going. Oh. So you don't have to do the. You don't have to have two thumbsticks going to control where you're going.
2: Right. I just am really bad at choice sticks. <laughs>
1: we'll get you to play that tomorrow. Okay. Um. So, favorite and least favorite modes. We've covered some of our favorites. Uh, obviously, Fighter Squadron's fun. I'm really digging Wa- Walker Assault, which had debuted in the uh, in the beta, but is still every bit as fun uh, in the fully released version.
0: Uh, yes, Walker Assault is awesome. I mean, Walker Assault is like the epitome of what... The- the game kind of is this just unbelievably massively scoped game that just brings, you know, vehicles, starships, uh, you know, every kind of uh, weapon imaginable and just throws you onto a battlefield. Um, so Walker Assault is amazing. You and I had tons of fun with the heroes versus villains mode. Oh, um, man. Yesterday. Yeah.
1: Th- and that was another great way Ritz. to spend 15, 20 minutes.
0: Yes, the Heroes versus Villains mode, for those who are not familiar, is a kind of a basic deathmatch mode where it's just two teams against each other, except what it does is it takes these six hero characters, and instead of just making them random drops throughout the, the missions where you just find them randomly, it says, okay, three of you are going to start as the three Rebel characters, three of you are going to start as the Imperials. The whole goal of each mission is to defeat the three hero characters on the other team. The rest of you are just revel and Imperial, more or less fodder, because you're going to get mowed down by the, the people who are the hero characters. But that's the whole point of the um, the whole point of the uh, of the mission. And what's great is a you get to be Luke, Han, Leia, the Emperor, Boba Fett, and Vader at a much faster rate than you do in any of the other modes. And b it's just amazing when you have a moment like yesterday where Brian is Luke Skywalker and you know diving into battle against both Vader and Palpatine like and destroying them both within you know inside of a minute. Uh, that, so that was that was
1: well. my only highlight from yesterday's session. Uh yeah, but oh man, that mode is so much fun. I mean, even being a red shirts fun in that mode.
0: It is cuz you get to protect you know the people, the other people on your team, and you can still be effective. Sort of, you know, running alongside Leia and Han, deciding that like you're going to play their sort of honor guard and help, you know, help fend off the the Imperials from that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's also a great mode. Um, we we'll, we probably will get into this a little bit. More, but the idea that you know, there's obviously a progression system to this game, much like other uh, you know first-person shooters have, where there are you know weapons to unlock, there are tons of customization uh, things to unlock. But it's a great mode if you want to try to get a bunch of points easy and early in your play sessions to level your you know level up enough that you can unlock some of the better weapons and some of the better uh, item cards, which will help make you feel more effective in the other modes. Um, So, that, I would say, that one in Fighter Squadron are also great starter modes for just getting yourself some points, get some levels under you so that you can unlock those cards that make, you know, doing Walker Assault or doing uh, the survival missions a little bit easier for you and make you feel like you're not just being, you know, destroyed by the guys who've unlocked everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. And least favorite modes, um, a little earlier I had a chance to play, what was it? uh, The Droid. Uh, oh, the, the droid grab mode. Yeah, that wasn't so good.
0: Uh, that one's okay. It's basically the same mode as the the capture the control points mode, but it's, um, you know, the, mo- the the control points are essentially mobile in the form of the wonderful uh, Gok droids. Um, so it's it's cool. It's fine. Um, I, don't, I don't have a ton of problem with it. i say my least favorite modes are just any of the modes that Oh, it's called Droid Run, to get this correct for people. My least favorite modes, and it's not really because I think they're poorly put together or anything. It's any of the modes that sort of feel like the modes you find in all the other first-person shooters. So Cargo is not essentially, but it's very much like a capture-the-flag mode. And there's Blast, which is just basically a straight-up team deathmatch mode. And those modes, to me, aren't as interesting or enticing because they're not really unique to the star wars experience.
1: yeah that's standard fare for any shooter dating back to halo 2001 or heck even doom 94
0: yeah so i i haven't really played too much of them um but it's mostly for that reason uh i mean it, it will say that there are tons of modes so people are gonna be able to find something that they like to play um, so if you do prefer smaller scale battles, you don't really want to get involved with the larger things. Most of the time you can play this, those kind of more insular modes, but, uh, yeah, I haven't really, you know, dived into them too much. Um, but I don't think – you know, there are no modes that are really broken. There are no modes that are like so completely bad. Um, it would also be interesting to see over the next couple of weeks where the, uh, the gaming population sort of settle um, and whether or not certain modes just don't get played a lot and you have harder times finding games or whether – you know which modes tend to attract the most people. You tend to see that in most games. Um, that I'm sure is going to happen here. Though my guess is the player base is so high that you'll be able to find a game, whatever mode you want.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, where uh, like the fighter squadron mode. While we're having fun with it, it does feel like something that was kind of added and last minute, not thoroughly fleshed out. So it would be interesting to see if the population playing that mode is so high, EA revisit, or EA and Dice revisit this and say, okay, we're going to flesh out. Starfighter combat more and maybe give some additional experiences to have there.
0: That could be interesting, and that is certainly a benefit you have of having games that are sort of always updatable and having sort of long-term plans for supporting a game into the future. Um, I have no idea if those are the plans of EA. I I would hope that that it is. I would think that it is because they... You know, collect so much data on the game. If you just look at the stats they released about the beta, like you know that they're collecting so much data about usage and what types of matches are being played and what type of weapons people prefer and what types of loadouts, like that they will have the data in front of them that will that'll sort of point them the way of what what gamers want. I did have a question about modes. This came up during the beta, and I you and I talked about it sort of briefly off air. But the idea that Walker Assault is actually an intentionally Uh, unbalanced game mode yeah and And the fact that by design imperials have a significant advantage in the mode and uh, that came out i believe at the end of the beta ea sort of made statements about this and they're you know obviously being the world and the internet there's varying levels of conversation on this but i wanted to know what you thought of that as like being a true sort of a thing that they actually designed for to make a mode that's imbalanced that gives one side a significant advantage.
1: I actually really like that that mode is as unbalanced as it is because it 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 feels like Star Wars because come on we all saw we all saw Empire and we all saw how out insanely outmatched the rebels were at Hoth. So when you do succeed. Uh, playing the rebel side it's a it's a really nice feeling victory uh because y- it's not easy to beat that uh, mode when you're playing as a rebel
0: no it's not and then i actually sort of enjoy the challenge then of like the when I, when i am a rebel character and i do beat that mode that i'm just like i feel even more sort of excited about winning because it's not just like oh aggression, like on to the next one knowing that i've actually sort of defied the planned sort of balance of the game and overcome that sort of design to 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 win out a match like that actually makes the victories kind of feel all the more uh like important to me as a player which i like um and again there are eight modes so if one of them is sort of intentionally unbalanced like i know that the other ones you know there's balance out there that i can go play a mode where everything's a bit more of an even playing field so it's not like that's the only option. Um, but and, good, I'm glad you feel the same way about that. I, I, I think more games should do that. Just have modes that are a little bit wonky or intentionally unbalanced in one direction or another. Um, just so that, Leo you know, games don't feel entirely homogenous all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a big sense of accomplishment in that particular yes. game mode, which, yeah, I, I really dig.
2: It also ties into um, uh, Battlefront Twilight Company. Shameless plug for Delray.
0: Oh, that's so nice of you. Um, it does. I mean, in the way that the, you know, the battle that's depicted in the book, which is, of course, the battle of Hoth from movies, um, is is such a one sided affair. Um, and yeah, it actually does. I, I we tweeted about this the other day, but I did legitimately place Walker assault mode on Hoth while listening to part of the audiobook. book. Um, of battle of twilight company and it syncs up quite amazingly um when you're reading about the assault that occurs at the battle of hoth um in alex freeze's book and while and since you aren't as one of the sort of you know titular heroes of star wars it feels all the more immersive because the book is about just regular characters like the characters you play in the game so anyone who has the audiobook or has access to it highly recommend that as some like background to your uh, your battlefront flight
1: Hmm, i've got some audible credits i might need to try this
0: yeah it's it's awesome and the audiobook itself is is a is a top-notch production um from our friends at random house audio um
1: so uh i i feel like we have to talk about the maps themselves and just how stunningly gorgeous they are
0: yeah Um, i mean they're, they're they're photorealistic basically yeah, I mean it's, it's uh, about as close as you can get.
1: Endor, I think, is the most beautiful of the maps they've got going.
0: Yeah, I mean Endor is amazing, and the just the the foliage combined with the sort of structures of like the Ewok villas and the the changes in geography just make it it's an unbelievable map to play on. It's an unbelievable planet to have missions set on. Um, there are some people can find, there are some videos, certain people who are playing like on PCs are playing with like super 4k, you know, uh, gameplay rigs who have put up just sort of videos of them walking around the maps. And you, you'd think that someone was just out there with a, a movie camera filming a forest, you know, out in California with the redwoods. Like it looks that real. Um, and then even on the consoles, uh, it looks just unbelievable. Um, it's definitely, I think, far and away the best-looking map. Part of that might just be it has more sort of, um, you know, the trees and the foliage sort of help highlight just how stunning the, the graphics work is on this game.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, another one of these oh-wow moments for me was when I was uh, doing one of the training missions in an X-Wing flying over Beggar's Canyon, and it was, it's... Uh, it's just another one of those, oh wow, I'm in Star Wars kind of moments
0: yeah I'm here' I'm, I'm in this place that I've thought about my entire life you know uh and never been able to realize in the same way that this game is letting me realize it um yeah when you when you take a moment to just sort of like dive you know down towards the the ground in any of the the fighter missions and you're just like geez, this is this is insane this is just this is just crazy um. And it's a source of just like unending joy, which if nothing else, that's what this game is, just like a source of, non- of unending joy whenever you turn it on uh, and load it up.
1: I mean, it's um, exactly like uh, those uh, earlier commercials we saw where uh, dudes running out of uh, his office, bursting through the window and jumping into an X-Wing.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. It, it taps into that, you know, even if you're not the age of that guy or the age of the people in that commercial, it taps into that sort of just overwhelming joy that being close to Star Wars brings you. Uh, what do you think of Sullust? Because Sullust is the sort of most interesting map in that this is the first time we're really seeing what Sullust looks like. We've only ever sort of heard of Sulis before yeah i don't know um, if i
1: ever visualize Sulis like that in my mind but it's it's another one of those really striking landscapes and uh it, it's uh it, it's the immersion again um flying over that unique landscape in an x-wing is just unbelievable
0: yeah it's great it's you know for anyone who hasn't seen it uh you know it's a it's a volcanic planet um it's the you know, it's not uh it's a volcanic planet and it's semi you know, the the volcanics and the tectonics there are relatively active. So even, you know, walking around it's not just sort of like random pool of dry of you know, would be lava or whatever. There's actually sort of some bubbling and like you can tell that there's active geothermics going on. Um and from everything that I've read here, Solust is actually sort of based visually on Iceland, uh the country of Iceland, and that uh people from Dice actually went there to Iceland to do uh to take sort of photos and do some like recordings of stuff to get reference material because Sullust wasn't in any of the you know any of the the visual uh material of star wars that it produced up to this point you really only heard about it here and there Um, so it's really cool that they were able to sort of design and develop the look for for solace
1: um that is fascinating i did not know that
0: yeah, I mean, and most famously, you hear we hear in Jedi about you know the, the rebels massing their solace, uh, but we never actually, uh, you know, we never actually saw it. Um, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. I think they're actually uh, Dice and EA did some very cool like production videos throughout the development of this game, and I believe there's at least one where I think they talk about specifically making solace and going to um, actually I guess in Night Sisters in clone wars there's do we actually go to solace as a brief mention there's at least a mention or two of it but um uh getting back to the video there is a there are a couple little production videos where i think they talk about specifically designing solace then they show some of the places in iceland that they went to to get the uh to get the look and the feel for what they wanted wanted the planet to be
1: and yeah that's just another example of how much care was put into establishing the uh, visuals for the setting so yeah yeah, the, the maps are gorgeous. That's a big reason to play it just by itself. Uh, so, DLC and future content—what would we like to see here? Uh,
0: well, hero-wise, because I know that we're we're getting a few heroes. I think we need to get Chewy, and I, my guess is that we will get Chewy. But I think we definitely need to get Chewy um, as a uh, um, a character a hero character you can play with his bow caster which from looking through all the weapon cards in the game i don't believe the wookiee bowcaster is in the game and i don't believe that wookiee is a customized a customization option either
1: i so, have not seen uh, either of those in there yet no. no
0: um by the way quick detour about the customization as you and i talked about yesterday the level of choice for the the, char- the human characters in terms of your age, your gender, your hair color, your skin color, your, you know, sort of the amount of facial hair, your, you know, the action, you know, your hair on your head, like the amount of choice you have in terms of unlocking character options is staggering for a first person shooter.
1: Yeah. And it's something they didn't have to do because a first person a- avatar, you don't see that, but they yeah. did it anyways.
0: Yeah, and they do have, obviously, the third-person mode, which a lot of, you know, you know, you do have the choice of playing in first or third-person, so, you know, different from uh, some other first-person shooter games, there is, I guess, a bit more of an imperative on what your character looks like, but very much, you know, shooting games, your characters are just sort of analogs for you just holding the blaster and shooting. It's not the same as, you know, a deep RPG like Fallout, where your character and your character design is so intrinsic to your experience of the game. Um, so it is really awesome that they did that, um, and particularly for like age, you don't usually get the chance to make like an older character in a you know in a shooter game. You get to just make like you know you get a couple of choices on the other on other sort of demographic options, and then you're you're all that like 25 to 29 year old person <laughs> um, you know as far as the avatars usually. Um, so that's awesome to see, um, and there are also you know some alien species that you can play. Um, no uh, no lepi though. I'm I'm really holding out hope that we're going to get leppy um, into the game. (laughs) Um,
1: As soon as you max out your character, that's an unlock. It should absolutely be the
0: unlock for a hundred percenting the game. Um, if you want to motivate people to play every single mode, to get every single upgrade, to max out everything in this game, that's what you make. The hundred percent reward is (laughs) leppy. And for people who are listening being like, what the heck is leppy? Leppy is the species that Jackson, the rabbit, uh, happens to be the sort of sentient rabbit. Nancy
1: just made the most cringy face ever.
0: It's come on, Nancy. If there's ever a place for Jackson, it's on the fields of Battlefront.
2: <laughs> that would be quite the sight to see. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Now
1: I want that. Okay. See? PC mod community, get on that.
0: Oh my god, PC mod community! I love you forever. Do it. Uh,
2: can we yes. get? Can we get Ray? Battlefront. You know, can we, we get Ray
1: as a as a hero player? Yeah, as a hero, we sure.
2: Force Awakens people, man. A
0: Force Awakens character would make sense too, um, considering that you know uh, Jack Ku map on December. Given that they have such a long future content, I would guess that there would be some Force Awakens related content somewhere yeah. along the lines.
1: Yeah, I can I what can see. F- Ray what about and Finn? Phasma. I was just thinking, oh, Ray, that Phasma Finn, would Phasma, and Kylo yeah. would be great hero and villain characters to add. They would be
2: the, the
0: characters like that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many
1: We're, possibilities. Nancy's
0: naming the characters that she wants so that for her to play the game. So <laughs> if we want Nancy to play, we need we need Poe, we need Ray, we need Phasma. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Dice, I'm, I'm I need not, you to come through well, for me here, I Dice. mean,
2: there's Luke already, so they've won me over with that.
0: Um, the hero characters are a lot of fun Han happens to be my, the the character I enjoy of the hero characters the most
2: um, I feel like though it's kind of unfair because he's got a blaster and everyone else has got like uh, the force or lightsaber or force lighting does he have like a special blaster thingy uh,
1: he's got well, a charged up blaster shot which does a ton of damage uh, okay.
0: um, yep he can shoot much faster than anybody else in the game. He's got a sort of rapid shot that allows uh. him to unload quickly. And then he's also got shoulder charge with a weird choice. I suppose Han in that he's sometimes just like barreling into things. Um, so there, there is sort of a precedent for it, um, but that it's actually a nice ability for him to sort of run away when he needs to, uh, which is often if uh, Vader and the emperor kind of get too close to him. <laughs> um, so no, he's he's got a nice sort of array of uh of, of abilities, yeah. And for whatever reason, he's sort of. Uh, but let's see, maps wise, I also want you know, uh, I mean, it's close to Andor, but if we're gonna put Wookiees into the game with Chewie, uh, let's go to Kashyyyk. Um, hey,
1: we need a life debt tie-in. Yeah, I mean, I'm just assuming that life debt takes place on Coruscant based on other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or uh, Kashyyyk. Sorry.
0: Well, we'll have to. We'll find out in uh, the summer. We'll okay, listeners,
1: listen. I tried. I tried.
0: Listen, that's fine. You track. <laughs> so that would be cool. And I think, um, I think one of the maps that I do want to see, sort of regardless of where it is, though, on like the Death Star, or on a Star Destroyer, might be cool. A, a, a map that is much more interior. Uh, in terms of its its sort of setup, a lo- most of the maps, pretty much all of them, are either entirely outdoors or like 90%, 80% outdoors.
1: Yeah, getting a some close quarter combat in there.
0: Yeah, would be really, really interesting and cool. And obviously that you can't really have Walker Assault inside a Death Star, though. Maybe you can. Maybe they can figure that out. But um, having a couple of maps maybe that are mode-specific that leverage uh, a more close-quarters uh, feel, I think could be really interesting. Have
1: fun yeah well, something i would love to see and this will be uh, a thing that would be after tfa releases obviously but uh a- an additional map to fighter squadron that's taking place over what i assume is maz Kanata's castle just new x-wings and tie fighters going at it in that setting oh that would be fun i hope it is
0: because four DLC packs that they'll have um, that there'll be a bunch of TFA content at some point um, which would make perfect sense Um, and that we'll get a bunch of you know maps and character designs and maybe some you know like seeing some first order stormtrooper type stuff would be awesome Uh, as far as character customization seeing some of the new weapons and things like all that stuff would be really great fun Um, and I would have to guess that hope that it is
1: yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. There's so many exciting uh, expansion yeah. possibilities for this. So if you're considering getting the season pass, you may want to get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the season pass they did, this is the other sort of larger discussion point that seemed to come up about the game, that it is, you know, I think altogether the entire, I think the season pass is $50. So if you purchase the game between 50 and $60, you bought it, If you know, until you bought it on if the place you were buying from was having some sort of you know discount thing, whatever $50 to $60 for the game, and then another around $50 for the season pass. That's certainly a big commitment. Um, but the part about that that doesn't give me pause is that A, they've said, like, we've got the commit, which so you that, you know, presumably then your $50 is actually going to some length. It's not sort of this unknown number. Also, this game to me very much feels like. What could become a very evergreen experience where it's a game that, you know, you're not playing for two or three months and then you put on your shelf and then nine months from now you bring it to your local game store and trade it in because you need to buy the brand new trip that Battlefront a green game that just is not going to go off your shelves at any point and that there might be moments when you walk away from it for you know maybe a couple of weeks at a time to play fallout or play you know the next grand theft auto game or something but that you always are kind of coming back to it i very much expect it to be the case for for me um which is why i actually i a physical trading this game in. i'm not I'm not selling this game at any point. Um, yeah. It, so I, that's the other reason why potentially investing in the DLC might make sense. And you can always invest in it, sort of like an, on an ad hoc basis, like one at a time. You don't necessarily have to just jump in season pass if you, if you don't, you know, if you don't want to make that commitment. Yeah, a la
1: card if you want to. And yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right. Um, this has a bit of a, uh, I, I mean, the Warcraft comparison is maybe a little overboard, but uh, it's. This is a game that I that has a ton of replay value, and I'm gonna keep coming back to it. Uh, and it's largely due to how modular it is and how easy it is for Dice to add to it.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, I think going forward, you'll just see from everything from small updates they'll use to fix any lingering bugs, which, by the way, there really aren't any, and they really had no problems with the rollout. Which Given what we've seen with certain large, very multiplayer-focused video games over the last year and two, like that's actually something to, kind of you know give uh, the instantly all the server, the, you know they can't handle the server load or they you know release a game that's super buggy, it that actually is not really the case here um, at all Um, which is awesome to see that right out of the box this game you know works brilliantly Um, but even little tweaks like that all the way up into like the big expansions that they can do with new modes and new characters is it's 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 super exciting it's like the most excited i've been about a first person shooter in probably a long probably since i got destiny two years ago Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's where I am. It's been years since I've uh, been this excited and had this much fun with a first-person shooter. Yeah. So, props to Dice on that. All and right. Uh, we... Before
0: we get to the questions, mm-hmm. there's one other thing, and I was thinking about this today, and it mostly came out of the experience you and I had last night. We were playing together. We actually, you know, partied up and we played in the same missions together. And it's that that feeling of playing with someone else when you're playing this game, and not just like you you log in 30 other players but playing with someone else you know and that you're talking to and this is held sort of through all their marketing all the commercials about it was about playing with other people that guy doesn't throw a chair through his work window to jump into an x-wing to go fly away by himself he's going to do it with his best friend and all those people who lives to go play battle doing it alone they all jump into games together and it's that playing this game with another other person or with other people that you know in a party is gives you an experience that really nothing else can give you. The fact, like that first moment you and I had of jumping into fighter squadron and we're literally flying into the battle next to each other on each other's wings, and then suddenly in the middle of these dogfights, we're you know sort of swooping between each other and our, our enemy and telling each other that, like, bang, we're trying to get you know the tie fighter off our, each other's tails. Like, that is a entertainment experience that nothing else can provide like not even going to see the you know the force awakens going to provide exactly that type of interactive experience and so if you have this game or you're getting this game and you have friends who have it play with other people oh absolutely uh, it's, <laughs> play with the, the communal experience is
1: amazing tw-
0: I mean, you and I talked about like how amazing would it be to have four people playing Fighter Squadron together, or to have oh my four god, having our own uh, full four wing.
1: flight wing. It'd be ah, it'd be so much fun. <laughs>
0: it'd be, yeah, it'd be amazing. So that's something that I think can't be underestimated. Obviously, people love, and one of the questions that we'll kind of get into, you know, asks about single player content. People love that. I love single player experiences. You cannot or overstate just how amazing the multiplayer experience of this game is when you're talking about it from a perspective of playing with people you know um it's just it's unbelievable
1: and I, um, i'm not the biggest uh, social gamer out there i usually do single player experiences but it, i i can't oversell how magical it is to play this game with uh with uh, with your friends
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, in gaming, video games are becoming social spaces in the same way that chat rooms used to be social spaces in the same way that coffee shop and chatting with people. Video games are a social space now. You sign on to an MMO or even just a a regular video game, party up with your friends, and it's as much about playing having a forum to say about something um and this game marries those two experiences together in such an incredible way because it is dropping you into the purest star wars video game experience you could have um and so it's it's just awesome and i i mean honestly if you have other people who are this game, you need to, like, go throw things at them until they buy it. Or just buy it for them for the holidays or whatever. Do them do them a solid. Uh, or if you have people who are on the fence about getting a game or a console or something, definitely poke them until they do, because they, and the game is better when you're playing with other people. It's fun to play sort of by myself. It's fun playing it right now. I'm playing Fighter Squadron literally as we speak, and this is cool, um, and I'm blowing up ships as a, a TIE Interceptor, but it's not as good as it was when I you and I played together and it won't be as good as when I get to play with other people again that I know. So definitely don't
1: skip that. I mean, I I got, I got to pester my brother to go buy a copy so I can play this with him because the the, the experience of my brother and I playing this together. I mean, when we were growing up, we were playing with the action fleet toys, uh, having these pretend space battles, getting that to do that, uh, in battlefront is, yeah, that's going to, that's going to be all of the nostalgia buttons getting pushed.
0: Yes, yes, 100%. All
1: right, so we have questions, and uh, with the questions, we've got a little bit of a, a surprise we didn't announce before today. And I'll let you introduce that, Tom.
0: Oh, yeah, Um. so uh, for today, and if anyone's actually listening live and didn't hear this, so wants to get in on this, we'll do it until the end of the show. Um, anyone who submits a question asking about the game at the end of the show or we off a free copy of Alexander Fried's Battlefront Twilight Company novel that came out just a couple of weeks ago um to that person and they will get it uh for free and, and I will mail it out to you tomorrow when I get to work it'll be the first thing that I do um actually second thing I do I'm going to get my coffee and my breakfast first and then I will mail out a book uh what
1: name's um, going on the coffee cup tomorrow
0: uh well tomorrow I might get coffee in the office um but I don't know tomorrow is run day um um, we'll see. Uh, maybe Ketsu. I, you know, I, I like to try not to repeat myself. I like to just do new new uh, characters, so maybe I was it'll be Ketsu say, tomorrow. you should
2: be Ketsu on you.
0: Uh, I could do Ketsu on you. Um, I could do that. Um, or yeah.
2: You did Quarry already, right?
0: I did, of course. I, I ran. I, you know, I basically ran to the Starbucks. <laughs> uh, that morning to like. And I uh, went up there and it, you know, for anyone who sees that on my Twitter, I do Star Wars calf breaks where I actually, you know, I get a Star Wars character's name written on my coffee cup instead of my name. The barista that I get the coffee from in the morning knows that none of these are my name, you know, like none of them. There's no way any of them are. She sees my credit card too. So it's, even when I do semis that like, these are not my, always indulges me. And I mean, for, you know, just it's writing a name on a cup. So what does she really care? But like, she always gets it right, too. I Only a few times I've had, to, like, Lu Run, I had to spell it. But, like, Corey, like, I started to spell it, and she sort of finished it. Like, she kind of knew where I was going with it. She's just really, uh, really strong at picking up the Star Wars spelling.
1: That, that's a barista um, that deserves to be well-tipped.
0: Yeah, which, yes, most definitely. That's Mostly funny. because she puts up with the nonsense of me being like, uh, what's your name? Lu <laughs> Run? what hello <laughs> run M-E-I- yeah so yes uh, she's she's very very nice she's very kind and she has great handwriting so that means that like when I you know send out the photo people can actually read it
1: uh, <laughs> all right so questions and again uh, someone from this pool uh, will win a free copy of Twilight company uh, courtesy of Tom and our good friends at Delray. rey uh, so first up Ryan asks any hope for single-player campaigns or material based on Twilight Company? I think the second question is a little more interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they're both... I mean, there is... So there is some single-player ca- content. Uh, as far as a full-on campaign, um, I mean, I, I don't know if DICE has that planned. I You know, the everything they've talked about from design of the game up through the release of the game and everything they've talked about, at least as far as the DLC that's coming, has been centered around sort of the multiplayer experience. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see single player like campaign and I'm guessing that by campaign Ryan means like a full on sort of like story mode. My guess is probably not if for nothing else those things take a long time and a lot of assets to put together. So if it wasn't something that they were already planning to do and hey, maybe maybe they did have plans for this and it's like super secret and they'll announce it in six months. But if it isn't something they're already planning to do, it seems like that might be a difficult thing for them to pull together now. Um, there is some single player content in the game. There are some single player missions that you can do the train and there's some survival others, just like deathmatch based, uh, missions that you can do. And I could see some of the DLC, like adding new map version, new maps for those missions, or maybe adding some new ones. But my guess would be that we probably won't see like full on single player campaigns.
1: Yeah, this, this is very much a multiplayer oriented game. There'll be single player elements, but not a full story mode campaign. Uh, and I
0: mean, as for Twilight Company stuff, I mean, you know, that would be that would be awesome. Get in uh, touch,
1: Dice. Yeah. But I don't
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I have I have no I have no idea. I have no information that could allow me to answer that question. Other than like, I have no idea. <laughs> so I'll say I have no.
1: idea. All right. Ethan. But be, uh, so, sorry. What was that? Yeah. You know, love
0: it. In the game. Love to have. Love to have like Ray Sloan as a hero character. Oh,
1: holy you know. crap. That would be yeah. amazing. Nancy yeah, likes that, that awesome. idea. I'd love uh
0: love to have like Kane and Sabine. Any of them.
1: Like, oh. the yeah, that would be fun. Or uh,
0: Chopper. Chopper as the ultimate unlock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need that. I, I really yep. need that. Again, PC mod community, get on it. Uh Ethan asks, Is Battlefront actually good? Rewind and listen to the re- re- <laughs> rewind and listen to the episode. Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what the like what if there's a specific like is the is the are the controls good is the graphics good is the sound like I'm not sure if there's a specific the the graphics and the sound we talked about the controls are good they are very much in line if you've played the battlefield games or played Call of Duty those types of first person shooters if you're a Halo player and you're playing Battlefront there's slight difference in terms of just the, con- the overall control feel and the basic mapping, but nothing that like one death, man, you know, like one Walker assault match is going to, you know, you'll, you'll sort of get your feel from there. But no, it's good. It's definitely good.
1: It's good. Go get it. You'll enjoy it. Go get it. Uh, Brian Naviki asks, why can't I win at Hero Hunt?
0: Uh, Hero Hunt, I would say because that's one of the stranger modes. Hero Hunt is a mode that actually pits. One of the hero characters against a team of everyone else as just normal characters. So one person is super powered. Um, so you might have like seven stormtroopers hunting Luke Skywalker. or You could be a bunch of rebels and there's like Boba Fett's the hero character. And it's one of those sort of 1v7 experiences. Um, and – you know you're super powered, but you only are one person. You have sort of one life, so it's an interesting mode. It's kind of like Evolve. If anyone played Evolved, it's that that similar sort of off balance uh, mode. I haven't really played that one a whole lot, um, actually, so I can't speak to why you can't win. Um, I would say just keep at it, Brian, and you will get it. Um, you know, experience skill comes with experience. Um, so sorry, Brian. <laughs> Keep at it, I Brian. wish we, I wish we had more. Yeah, I wish we had more good <laughs> advice. Uh, shoot straight. Um, hide if there are lots of people. Try to get the drop on people if you're the hero character. Um, don't just like go in all guns blazing.
1: Let's see. Uh, Bria asks, "How many presents do we have to bring Cole Horton to uh, to uh, get Twilight Company into the game?"
0: Um, I don't know. Uh, Cole Horton, who's uh. A very awesome author who has contributed to uh, a couple of books, including, I believe, Star Wars: Everything You Need to Know. Um, and I'm double-checking his, uh, you know, his bona fides so that I don't like leave something important out. Um, who I believe does some work with EA. Um, who's awesome. I don't know if he can actually get Twilight Company of the game, um, but I don't know. I guess much in the same way, if you if you are in favor of anything, if you just go talk to people on the Internet about it, um, that's the best way of getting the people who make these things to know about your desires. Um, Just be nice and make sure the presents that you give him are awesome. I guess that would be the only other other advice. Make sure
1: your bribes are good bribes. Okay, Chris asks, what's your favorite game mode? Uh, For me, it's definitely Fighter Squadron right now.
0: Uh, I'm gonna say uh, heroes versus villains, but it's it's a quick, you know, it's very close. Um, heroes versus villains.
1: Uh, so Danny asks, "What's better, the book or the game?" And I say, "Why choose?"
0: Yeah, don't 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 make us choose. They're both great, and they're both awesome. Uh, and they're both awesome for you know different reasons because one is a video game. Um, so I would say. Game. Read the book, listen to the audiobook, play the video game some more, read the book again, um, and then dress up as your favorite character from Twilight Company and go to conventions. That and would be then my Then Send
1: pictures on social media to at yeah, Delray Star Wars.
0: Wars. Yes. Uh, so yeah. They are both awesome, Danny.
1: And uh, Jared asks, um, does the does the throw cannon to the wind approach trip up detail-minded fans? Um I'd say if you can tolerate Star Wars or Star Tours, you'll be just fine with Battlefront.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, the, I guess the, the cannon to the wind approach trip. I mean, I guess like if it's weird to see Boba Fett walking around on Hoth or like to see Darth Vader on Endor, I, I mean, I don't know if that's really weird for anyone because you're, it's at its functional base, you're playing sort of a static, you know, it's not static, but you're playing, you know, a, uh, a video game experience that is sort of your own there. So, that, you know, that's fine. Um, if there was like a story mode and you were playing, you know, a story mode that was sort of deemed canonical and suddenly like weird things like that are happening. I don't know that that might trip you up, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I I think they were like, Hey, it's Bob. It was like in a completely different for now and like weird colors and like using like other people's catchphrases and stuff like that might trip me up <laughs> um if they're like this is boba fett and you're like no that's not boba fett that's definitely not boba fett and they're like no it's totally boba fett um that might trip me up but just having like characters on maps that they weren't yet at or like seeing atats like trumping through the the forest on endor like none of that i think is where it's tripping up it's a it's a video game it's not worth you know that, that's not a problem yeah
1: and uh, Geller the Troll asks, "Is Waru in it?"
0: Well, I'm tempted just not to answer this question because you should go f- play the game and find out. You
1: had but... to make it weird, didn't
2: you, Geller? You had to make but, it weird. Since
0: you asked, no. As far as I know, unless there's some crazy super unlock, Waru is not in the game.
2: But isn't Waru with us all? So therefore, he that... would be in the game. Then why ask the question? <laughs>
0: Think,
2: I think Brian answered that question when he you know said it was from troll Eric Geller uh,
0: <laughs> well Eric we appreciate you asking the question
2: it's very <laughs> nice we
0: appreciate you partic- we appreciate the participation
2: gold star
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> all right gold well x-wing uh, I, I think uh, that's it for the questions we got
0: I think so I think one thing we should definitely mention Brian um, and at least I will do so on my account. If you want to do this, people and I'm playing this on Xbox One. Brian, you're also playing this on X- Xbox One. It's obviously PCs. It's available on PS4s. Um, and no, you really can't sort of play across platforms. So if you're a PS4 player, you sort of can't play with people who are playing Xbox One. But if anyone else has an Xbox One and wants to play Battlefront with someone, wants to play Battlefront with other people, um, you can totally hit me up on Twitter um, at Darth and Turnus, and we will absolutely. I'm totally willing to play with people. Um, we might, uh, I might put together some like Delray star Wars, like let's play battlefront together nights, uh, at some point, which if we're going to do that, we'll announce via our various social channels. So definitely if people want to find other people to play battlefront with, I am a thousand percent in to play battlefront.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm in as well. You can find me on Twitter my handles at lane Winry, uh, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to add you and play with you.
0: Yep, we will. You could totally just scream on Twitter and we will We will answer. Yep, and, just uh, play some Battlefront together.
1: Flag us and, down. We'll play some Battlefront.
0: Yep, we'll talk about Twilight Company while we play Battlefront. We can talk about, you know, we just chat and play Battlefront and talk about how awesome it is to fly X Wings.
1: It was, it was just Tom and me yesterday and we had a blast, and it'd be even more fun with yep. some more people.
0: Yes, it would be infinitely better with more people. Um, Especially the fighter squadron thing because we want a full, we want a full squadron. Oh
1: my god, yes! I want a full squadron of uh, friends to play Fighter Squadron. Oh, that'd be yep. so much fun. So we have to that make that be, happen. Be yes,
0: we will make that happen—a full squadron of rogues or wraiths, whichever you prefer.
1: Ooh, okay, uh, Bria, if you're listening, please go buy an Xbox One right now. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Yes. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap there. Uh, Tom, where can we find you online?
0: Uh, you can find me at Darth and uh on Twitter. Also, uh, any of the social media handles for Delray Star Wars, including Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's all Delray Star Wars or Star Wars books. Um, you can find me at any of those.
1: Awesome. And Nancy, let's check in on your word count.
2: Um, I am now at... Hold on. I'm not looking at my spreadsheet right now. 52,552. Excellent. Total 2545 for the day.
1: Uh, That's a that's a good uh, that's a good number for today.
2: I can't brain no more.
1: Okay, Nancy is no longer wording. (laughs) All right, well let's go ahead and wrap up there. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by her universe and you are Patreon subscribers. Check out the links on the blog, help us keep the lights on, on Twitter. You can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station. That's the official show account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants, that's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L A N E W I N R E E. Flag me down, we'll play some battlefront. uh, on Facebook. The Tashi Station Network. We're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, You can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, We won't be here next week, but we'll be back the week after with our return of the Jedi live commentary. Yay! My favorite. Hooray! So long, everyone. Bye. Good night. This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters.